Howdy folks, welcome back to Leave the Swamp for another edition of Greatness. As always, remember, speed up this podcast one and a half times for our maximum listening pleasure. Don't forget to head on over to leavetheswamp.com where you can join the cause, because Lord knows we need more <laughs> folks like you out there in the world. So, uh, old uh, Mrs. Mal and I just got back from an amazing trip that we went on, and it has to go along the lines of this whole idea of, you know, obviously saving yourself. And what we're looking for is a plan B kind of bolt hole location that we'd love to go to, to uh, maybe get some residency in, to where we're able to, if things come the worst, the worst, we will uh, go to, you know, and get out of where we are. Uh, you know, we're in Texas right now. Uh, hopefully things get better here. Well, we love the state. It's our home. But you never know in the United States what's going to happen, uh, especially if old Uncle Joe gets his way and does like a nationwide lockdown. Hopefully we would say no here, but you never know. So the whole idea, and I've mentioned this before, is, you know, we're building a, uh, a business on our own so that we can kind of you know, be our own boss and control our own destiny. And along those lines, we've been researching, you know, where's a good place for us to be able to work you know, and build that thing from? For the longest time, we're looking at Puerto Rico because they have amazing tax incentives that we would be able to take a little advantage of a little bit and help us continue to grow this business. So we're down the line of getting that stuff set up to, to go down there. We have things really much, pretty much waiting for us. And we were all set to go. Uh, but you know, first week of December, and then all of a sudden, the week before, the uh, ignorant and idiotic governor of Puerto Rico uh, enacted more rolled back to more draconian lockdown measures, which just wouldn't have made the trip very fun. And uh, Miss Mal and I uh, looked at each other. Mrs. Mal and I looked at each other and said, "You know, kind of make it makes us nervous to say we want to move down there right now when they're just losing their minds over this." you know, ridiculous scam, scamdemic situation. So we said, okay, well, let's put on hold possible moving to Puerto Rico. And where else could we go to, to check it out? You know, and I always had uh, in my on my mind, I always wanted to vi visit uh, Merida in Mexico. And the reason why is I've read a lot about it. And I originally got the idea and learned about it from a sovereign man. I'm talking about how safe of a place it was, how beautiful of a place it is, and how, um, you know, how uh, cheap, affordable, if you will, that it is. And I thought, you know, that would be a neat place to go. Why don't we go down there? So within a matter of a couple of days, we switched our flights and everything, and we booked to go down to Merida. And we did. And it was a hell of a time, let me tell you. So we flew down to Cancun, obviously first, not obviously, but first because the flights were so much cheaper. And we got down there and rented a car and drove across the Yucatan to Merida. So Merida is kind of on the other side of the Yucatan. So the drive from Cancun to Merida is a little over three hours. And I'll tell you, if you ever decide to do it, and I'm sure if you go there, you'll, you'll be renting a car, so a full tank of gas, but... Boy, oh boy, if you don't have full tank of gas, you're in trouble. There's only one, maybe two places. Well, I mean, there's a couple of towns off the off the main road, but on that main road, there really is nothing for over three hours. And 
it's just lush greenery <laughs> way down there. There's two toll roads, so be sure you, you have, I'd say, a 1,000 pesos on you just to pay, pay the tolls. It won't be that much, but might as well have two 500s. And then uh, you get to, uh, once, you, once you're through there, you get uh, into Merida. And, you know, when you first drive in, it looks pretty kind of shady because I think you're going through more of a uh, ghetto barrio type area. But uh, once we got to the house that we rented on Airbnb, man, we were very happy. It was really, really cool. So we ended up renting a house in the kind of the old um, kind of Santiago Barrio. It's the old kind of town of Matadads, not that far from uh, the city center. So if you look up, if you type in Merida and, you know, into your internet search and you'd look at pictures, you'll see like the church, the big, the really old church in there. And the oldest house in Merida is right by that church built in 1583, I think, something like that. So the town's been around for a long time. So we stayed in that area and man, we felt, you know, safe as can be, you know, not a problem. Everyone was so nice there. Walking by on the street, everyone said, you know, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Um, very nice, smiling as much as you could tell with that sort of thing in Mexico. Which is nice about Mexico is we didn't have to do the BS uh, coronavirus test, you know, the, the, that are completely worthless in creating this uh, case-demic, scam-demic. Whereas we had to at Puerto Rico, and it was just kind of a logistical nightmare to do the test, and then hope that it comes back. You don't know if it's going to come back negative because of all those stupid false positives and this piece of shit test and all this type of stuff. So we're like, uh, so we, we, Mexico really was nice for that as well. We're going to have to mess with that testing stuff. So we did, however, though, notice that uh, people down there are, uh, I mean, they're very similar. I mean, the, the uh, measures are very similar down there as far as, wearing masks and all this stuff. But one thing we did notice walking around there though was people wore the masks all the time. So here, like I never wear a mask if I'm walking the dog, walking biscuit or, you know, just being outside or whatever. I only wear it if I, when I go into a place of business that requires it. Down there, people wore it really all the time, even if they're by themselves outside, you know, on the highway or something, you know, I mean, everyone's wearing a mask. So, I guess uh, the Mexicans are a little more susceptible to the propaganda as far as that goes. But if I really believe that, I got to understand kind of how it was sold to the folks before the whole situation was sold to them, you know, before I passed judgment on all that. But, you know, being as how we were visitors in that country, I respect respected as much as possible, you know, what they were doing, you know, wearing the masks and whatnot. I usually wore it below my nose, you know, so that, you know, so it wasn't a big deal. I just bleached in my nose, but, you know, it's still annoying and ridiculous. Uh, I, one thing I will say on the airplane flight down, you know, they say, oh, you got to wear your mask. You just got to be over your nose, blah, blah, blah. Oh, except unless you're eating and drinking <laughs> because, you know, the, the COVID uh, will stay inside you as long as you're eating and drinking. But as soon as you stop eating and drinking, then it's like, I got to get out, you know. So I bought a couple of bags of uh, peanuts. So just a tip for folks out there. And I ate those peanuts pretty much the entire flight. 
So I ate one peanut like every minute. Or if the flight attendants were walking down the aisle or whatever, I would put one in my mouth. So that, you know, there wouldn't be an issue of uh, not wearing a mask. <laughs> so that's the way to do it and get around the situation. But anyway, so we get to, so we're there, we check into our house at night and we're super hungry. So we got out and walked. So our first impression was walking through the streets at night. And uh, like I said, it was very comfortable. Not We weren't threatened at all. And we found a restaurant, sat down, had a uh, real Mayan uh, dinner. It was very, very good. And then we uh, walked around, you know, just kind of explored, tried to get our bearings. The streets are uh, all numbered. Um, I wouldn't say it's easy to get around because they're kind of, you know, at different angles or one ways and this, that, and the other. But, I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. And uh, that was that. And then the next couple of days, we just did the same. You know, we'd find places to eat that we, want, we saw that we wanted to see and walked around. We walked all over creation getting a lay of the land down there. Um, we really liked it in that area. Uh, one of the days we rented, or we had our rental, rental car, so we drove out to Puerto Progreso, which is the beach town about 20 miles north of Merida, and uh, spent the day there, had an amazing uh, seafood lunch. Uh, I mentioned that things are really cheap there, and let me tell you, they are. Um, that lunch would have cost us $200. Easily of the things that we got, and it was with the beers and the drinks and everything, it was like 50 bucks. Unbelievable. Uh, bars and cantinas in town in Merida, uh, beers are a dollar to a dollar fifty. You know, Dos Equis, a dollar fifty. I mean, that's unheard of. You know, in Dallas, let's say, I mean, a Dos Equis at least probably five dollars, five to seven dollars. I mean, so your money goes a long way. Um, there are several meals we had where it was like 11, 15 dollars. And we had several drinks along with the food. So, I mean, it was, it was awesome. But basically the exchange rate at the time was 20 pesos a dollar. So it, it went, it was awesome. Very, very cool. I got to practice my un poquito Spanish, uh, and it got us around. You know, I was able to really kind of converse with folks, even though I'm sure they knew that I wasn't speaking properly or whatever, but they didn't care. They didn't, you know, laugh or do anything. They talked to me back and it was, it was fun. Um, we, what else did we do? We, uh, oh yeah, go, coming, going and coming in from Puerto Pregueso, that part of uh, Merida was very much reminded me of like uh, uh, high-end uh, suburbs of Dallas or Houston. They had every big box store you could think of. Every, I mean, we driving through there. I was like, you know, I could wake up right now here and think I'm in, I don't know, call it Allen. <laughs> in Texas or something. But anyway, um, yeah, was, it, it's a really fun time. The, one of the big reasons why I want to go there, and because of the safety and the, the value and all that type of thing, is we have two young kids, and we want to see what would it be. Could we live here? Could we rent a house here? Could we feel safe with them here? Could we do all those things? And we really loved it when we the answer was a was a resounding yes. You know the we thought it would be really cool to even buy a house down in the Santiago Barrio and uh, rent it out when we're not there, you know, Airbnb. But then when we want to go down there, we have a house to go to. You know, and it's uh, the home we were renting was, uh, you know, very old, uh, but very, very cool. Uh, they all pretty much have pools in the back. So that's nice because I think it gets oppressive heat in the summer. 
like we're talking two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars for these amazing old, uh, you know, colonial or like really colonial old look type looking houses, and just the ambiance and everything is just ridiculous and cool. Uh, so we really, really had a good time. Really loved the the area. So uh, stay tuned. That may be what we're doing at the in, at the beginning in the first half of the of next year. Uh, putting off and delaying our possible eventual uh, uh, relocation to Puerto Rico, where wherever we go, we will definitely be Texans in exile. You know, I'll definitely be uh, have spouting. You know this. Uh, this uh, encouragement and this, uh, uh, you know, kicking in the butt here for you to save yourself so that you can personally succeed for the insanity of society. But all the while, you know, that political part of separation uh, and secession that we talk about, you know, my mind, my heart is still in Texas and I, this place, I would love to save this place. So that's why I say it's kind of like uh, a Texan in exile, you know, wherever we go. I'm, so I don't know. We're still trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to structure things. But you know what? We're living life. We're going to live life the way we want to live it. Uh, my wife, uh, Mrs. Mao, gave me a, a little plaque last year for anniversary that said, and so they built the life they love. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing. And we're going to do that for our kids as well. We're going to uh, give them an amazing life, give them amazing experiences. Uh, my son, who's in a Spanish school here in Dallas right now, will have the ability to practice that Spanish in real life uh, for a while. So it's, it, it, we're really looking forward to it. And uh, we really felt like that area would be that kind of place that we could consider a, a plan B bolt hole. So we're probably going to apply for our... Uh, we're going to go down for a while, and if it really ends up being someplace that we really think maybe we want to buy some property or whatever, we'll look into the residency aspects of it. So we'll try to cover that plan B. Um, so I, I would highly encourage a lot of folks out there, if you're looking for an adventure like that, an exotic one, I mean, you know, going to another country, even Mexico, it can be exotic. Uh, people speak different language. You can learn a new language. Uh, go down there and check it out. There are a lot of expats down there um, in different parts of the, the, the city. Um, you can see that. It's a million million people in the town. And for it to be that safe, it's a, it says a lot. It's, it's really cool. So uh, especially in the areas that we were, um, people, they're just super nice. Um, you know, sure, it has its downfalls here and there but you know that's part of it that's part of learning that's part of experiencing a new thing a new culture uh, we had a great time we uh we we could imagine ourselves spending a lot of time there so i think we're gonna do that and then we, we may hop around the yucatan a little bit for a while and just kind of see other towns see what they're like get a good feel for the area get a feel, good feel for that part of mexico uh, create amazing some amazing experiences but again in the end it's on with the idea that you know, we're doing all this to save ourselves now mentally uh, traveling to another country and giving us experiences putting us out of our comfort zone is a great mental exercise and empowering and giving you confidence uh, to do things that you never thought you could, you could do we want to impart that into our children as well so that that kind of covers the mental aspect of saving ourselves. 
financial. We should be able to live much cheaper than we do currently. So that's going to help out a lot. And then uh, political, you know, I'm still going to be ranting and raving here on this podcast about, you know, the necessity for like-minded folks to come together and say no more and get the hell out of Mordor. No more. Get the hell out of Mordor. That's a good one. I'll (laughs) have to remember that. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the... uh, that's kind of the, the thinking and the goal behind that, all at the same time of us uh, clearing our heads and continuing to work heads down, busting our butt and building our our business that we're hoping to build up and allow the business. We're hoping the business will, will allow us to live the life that we want to live and build the life that we love. So that was a awesome, great trip. And stay tuned to this bat channel. Same bat place, same bat channel for updates on what we're doing and on all the other things. You know, I'll be bringing you more ideas, commentary, uh, ideas about ways to save yourself, things to think about, commentary about what's going on in life and politics, news, religion, whatever. You know, so we can all kind of think differently or think your own way about things. You know, question everything, make your own decision. Come to your own conclusion with evidence, reasonable evidence behind it, and then you'll be mentally free. And then you can extend that freedom, extend that, you know, you've mentally saved yourself. You can extend that mental save, saviorness, if you will, to those around you, those that you love. And that's just, that's the greatest gift that you can give them, seeing as how we are in December of uh, Christmas time. So yeah, with that, if I think of more of the things that I might have missed about that trip, I'll, I'll impart them. Um, if anyone has any questions, you know, shoot me a message. Um, but yeah, for now, that's uh, where I'm going to leave this one. Merida, great place. Uh, Yucatan, we loved it so far. Um, we're going back. Really looking forward to it. So with that, everyone out there, y'all take care.